Are you liking the fantasy season right now? You're top of the table. No, you're uh, competitive. You know, in the first versus second matchup, you haven't made any trades recently, so you must be feeling real good about yourself. Uh, it is regular season, but I am happy. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to front. Uh, but, you know, just got to gear up for the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. There is that. There is a lot of pressure on me for, you know, the winning streak, being first place, most wins, um, being first. So I got that red dot on me. Uh, but uh, I'm going to gear up for the playoffs. I have a couple of tricks up my sleeve, which I will be showing you all very, very soon. And hopefully I can win and take back my crown that you have. And I need it back. Wait, man, you haven't had it for what? Five years maybe now? So Do not disrespect, Ron. Crown. No, Ron. It hasn't been five Her years. Disrespect. COVID. It's been, it's been quite a while. It's been quite a long time. It's been sir. like two seasons. Quite a two long Two seasons time. and COVID, so three years. No, you were the champion in 2016. This guy's trying to add years to when he last was a championship. That was like so five years ago. So five it, years ago. So your team. Yo, is this Beverly Hills 5210 or something like that? So five years? Five two one oh nine oh two whatever that show what? movie. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a fool, man. But um yeah, it's like I don't know. You're like we'll see, man. It's been a long time since you won, so I know you're itching to win. I hope you don't win. I hope I am hey, able hey, to hey, don't hey 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 we don't we don't put out that energy over here. Get back, get back. I hope I can beat you, man. I hope I can, you know, upset you, man. That's what I'm no, no, but, for. But, but we'll see, but man. Your team is pretty solid. Um, you know, there's you and a couple of others that I'm gonna try to avoid as early as possible. Um, hopefully with the with the top seed, I can, you know, play someone outside of you and the few others and then save you guys for the next two rounds. Yeah. We'll see. How do you man. feel though? Well, my team is looking real suspect. You know, every single time I have a good week, I'm playing somebody that's having a really good week too, and their team is better than mine. So that part really pisses me off. But I just keep hoping that I catch you guys on the right week where my team is performing and your team isn't. And that's the best chance that I have to be able to win a championship or even win a playoff game. So we'll see where it goes from there. I'm definitely not making any trades, though. I can, I would not be shocked. I'm going to say this right now. You and I will be in the finals. Um, I'll tell you why off air. I can't tell you. Whoa. I can't tell you now, but there's a reason why I know. This guy's saying that we're like uh, LeBron and uh, or the Cavs and Golden State, eh? Yeah, we will back be back to each back, other. you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no. There's, there's a, there's a. It's, it's mathematical. It's like it's mathematical. Why we will? Mathematical. 
Yo, I I really need to hear this, man. I really do need to hear this because I'm so confused. Like right now, I'm like, I need to get you guys at the right time. And then you're like, yeah, you're going to be in the finals. I'm like, wait, what? Seriously? You should. You should. Just like you should. You know what? I won't tell you yet. I'll tell you after the trade deadline. Because I'm trying to beat you. I, I'm not trying to tell you no secrets. And then you can adjust and make some changes. And I, and I know Joe's listening too. And I don't want to give him no answers. No, but that's why I, like, I, I'm not making any trades. Because I feel like every time I've made a trade, you've made a trade to adjust to my team. To ensure that I can't beat you. So I'm like, let me just stand pat and let him make all the moves. And then maybe then I make a trade. But. Right now, I'm just like, I'm all traded out, man. I'm just like, nah, man. I'm not wasting any more picks because the prices are way too high in this draft league or this fantasy Yeah, league. Ron, you preaching. Some guys some guys are acting like they're, these, these grapes and oranges are made out of gold. So, you know, some, <laughs> some of y'all glass mans are, are your, your, you know, your players are made out of glass. Okay. So just remember that, okay? So stop asking for these high, high picks. Don't worry. Some of these guys are going to learn. So, you know, they're going to feel it when, when you know, they're in the bottom and they're not willing to trade and they have no picks, no great assets, no real players, then you're just going to continuously be at the bottom. And those players know who they are. I'm not going to say their name. You know, because it's about respect. <laughs> oh, man. A team that I uh, have to so- show some respect to is the San Francisco 49ers taking on my Green Bay mm-hmm. Packers, man. Ron, I told you, y- y'all are not going to win a game. I was actually pretty nervous about them playing us. Um, that is the reason why I never brought up anything about the Green Bay Packers. Once I found out they were facing the San Francisco 49ers, I did not feel comfortable even in the slightest. And four straight playoff games between the two teams, San Francisco has won all four. The way they lost was ugly too. Special teams, it's just, uh, I don't know what to say, man. I, like, I, I, I per- personally do not think that, it, or... I hope not. I don't want to say that, but I, I, I don't think he's going to win a championship Green Bay or Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's going to win another one in Green Bay. I think if he wins, he's going to leave Green Bay and then win. It's sad, but that's just the feeling I'm getting. Do you think the Patriots are pretty pissed that they lost Jimmy after his recent success? No, no, no. They're, they're not pissed, man. Like, honestly, that guy, honestly, like, my God. I don't even know how to describe it, man. Like, this guy has one of the best tight ends, like, in the league for sure. He has, uh, like, this wide receiver that's an amazing running back. Wide receiver, running back, Debo Samuel. So, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, help, you know, cover him. He has, what is his name? Uh, Brandon, uh, not Brandon. Uh, he has the Shanahan. What's his name? I can't even remember the son's name, but he has Shanahan, the coach. Like, the coach is really good, and, like, he dials up, like, a really good offense, focused on run. The defense is really good. 
like everything about that team is really like it's really strong, really good. So all they need him to do is not make mistakes. And even then he still makes mistakes. So like I'm I'm pretty sure that the Patriots are glad to be rid of him after seeing all the stuff that's been going on recently. But with that being said, he can still potentially win the Super Bowl because I think that San Fran team is pretty good. Now, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, if you have to bet, is he going or is he staying? And if he does leave, where is he going to? What team do you think he would be the best fit for? I would say Patriots. No, I think that because they have a, a quarterback. No, The Bucks upgraded with Tom um, Brady. If... They had a quarterback. No, they had Jameis Winston, who is a quarterback, but if you have the choice of getting one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, I think that you would take that chance, especially one that isn't, you know, playing like he's too, too old. Isn't Aaron Rodgers in that situation, in that boat? Aaron Rodgers, I think he's like, what, 37, 38? He's somewhere around there, so he's still a bit younger. Like, Tom Brady's 44. Last year, he's 43. That's a... I feel like that's way more advanced than 38. But um, if I had to choose, I think that he's most likely leaving. They did draft a quarterback not too long ago. He's a young quarterback. I feel like the way that the NFL is now, when you get a young quarterback, you usually want them to play really as early as possible because if you play them and like later on in their rookie contract and they get really good, you're going to have to pay them like what, 30 to 40 million a year. So it always seems like you want to get a young quarterback playing a little bit earlier. Like Aaron Rodgers seems non-committal. like his best receiver, Devonte Adams doesn't, we don't know if he's going to sign there. So I think he's most likely going to leave. Um, if I had to choose a team that he went to, I feel like a team like the Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, but I know that he's from the West Coast, so maybe, who knows, even San Francisco, that'd be a reach, but maybe he could end up there, Denver, you know, just somewhere along the West Coast, who knows. Did you watch the, uh, Tampa game? I did, did you see, see Goat, uh, um, greatest quarterback? I saw Tom play. Yeah, the greatest yes. quarterback. Jeez, man. Uh, the way he turned up in the fourth quarter, eh? Why is he able to do it and not Aaron Rodgers? That's a hot take. Sorry. Well, you're, you're putting me on the spot for sure. I feel that the team around Brady is, like, I feel like collectively the mindset of the team the way that he thinks about the game, you know, like everything, it just works in his favor. I guess like, I don't know. I don't want to come across as a hater, but like, I always feel that like with football, it comes down to the team. If your team is really good. You're able to get through certain things. And at the end of the day, you need your players to be in the right spots at the right times, make the plays that you need them to make when they need to be made. And at the same token, last week, the weather was better too. So then you add in the fact that the weather was way better in Tampa versus in Green Bay, obviously. Um, that was in their favor. And the Rams, too, were pretty shook. They, they, they seemed like a team that like, was trying not to lose the game. 
as opposed to trying to win. You know, when I look at San Francisco, I feel like they were trying to win the game and they just went in there and took it. True. Fair point. Fair point. I think um, not. Uh, there's that there's that whole question when it comes to uh, Tom Brady retiring. Do you think he'll retire? I still think he has two more years. Max two. He, he's going to go down winning one more. If he wins one more next season, I think he retires. But he's max two years. I think that he should probably retire now. You know, but I think that he may play at least one more year, allow them to find a quarterback replacement in Tampa Bay, and then just leave. That's what my thinking would be. One more year, you know, and then go out away. He'll try to win. I don't think he will, though. Jeez, you just, man, just. I wish the same energy you had for Aaron Rodgers you had for Tom Brady. I don't necessarily have, like, like I'm very, very, very confident because I support, like, I, I like Tom Brady, or I like Tom Brady, but I love Aaron Rodgers, the way he plays. I love watching him play. So, and I support his team, the Green Bay Packers. So, like, that's one of the reasons why I'm a little bit more, you know, aggressive when it comes to me talking about the Green Bay Packers. But honestly, I don't ever feel comfortable. That's why I tell you I never bet on the teams I like. Because every single time I do, I do so with my heart and I make bad decisions. You know, if I win, I just get lucky. That's why I'll make it. I make those decisions. But with Tom Brady, like, I acknowledge that he's good. I, I feel that people inflate him too much. I think that he's really good. He's had good teams. And the teams have helped him get to the point that he's at now. Same with him. He's helped a lot of these guys get to the point where they're at. But I feel like it's like, you know, give and take relationship. Because a lot of those Super Bowls that he won, if these players drop the ball, if these players didn't make the catch, they were in the right spot at the right time. If that old lineman didn't block the ball, then there's no way that people would be talking about him like he's like this great. Like You need a lot of help to be good in football, and I feel that he has gotten a bit. Okay, okay. Uh, last, last football question. Uh, who you have winning it? I got the Rams just because after speaking to Joe, a uh, great li- uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, he thinks they're the most balanced team. And you know what? I agree with them. They're the most balanced team. So I'm going with the Rams. You? They've given a lot to try to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, I think that they can win. But if I had to, you know, bet, I think that I would choose Kansas City. Kansas City. All right. All right. Do yeah. I smell an Uber Eats bet? Nope. Welcome to episode 42 (laughs) of the Knowledge and Nonsense podcast. You guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. This guy, man, always trying to take my uh, Uber Eats, take my spot, skip the dishes, door that. I'm just trying to break even. No, it's okay. I haven't even cashed it in yet. Look at how nice I am. And now you're trying to take it you're away t- from hey, me. I should you're cash taking it in too just... long, you know. Hey, you snooze, you lose. So it is what it is. Don't let me break even. Yo, it is what it is indeed. But um, 
the big news this week, the, the Freedom Convoy of 2022, Trucker's Convoy, whatever you want to call it, you know, what's going on is that I know that a lot of truckers have been impacted by the vaccine mandate in order to cross the border to the USA. And as a result, a whole group of these truckers have taken upon themselves to, you know, go to Ottawa to get them to change the policy so that they are able to cross the border. Hey, I, I feel it for them. I feel it for them. Today I was driving, um, I believe it was past the QEW. And, you know, I saw some people over the bridge. They had their flags. They had their banners. And they were just waving and cheering. And, you know, I felt kind of cool. I was part of the movement. And while driving past them, I honked a few times. So I was like, hey, you know, I felt pretty cool about it. Um, but, hey, you know, honestly, people who fight for their rights, especially if they, they actually feel like it's an actual right, not something foolish, but I, I give them credit. They're fighting for something. Um, just be peaceful. Don't harm. Don't bring no harm. Don't damage any property. And if they're doing it the right way, they're doing it the right way. I just want to see the game plan because apparently it looks like they're trying to play like Tetris over there. So we got to kind of wait and see. This guy said Tetris, man. What? <laughs> like, what? I hope they have a plan. That's for damn sure, man, because if there's no plan, that would be scary, man, because it's like, are these people just going to sit there until, you know, God knows when? Like, but this seems like it's been planned out for quite a bit of time. So they definitely do have a plan. Again, I hope. But yeah. we'll see. Like, it, it, it just is kind of funny that, like, a couple of things that have happened, you know, like, I know that there was a GoFundMe send, set up where over, what, 60,000 people, you know, donated about $4.7 million, And now GoFundMe has frozen the funds, you know, just... You know, as I said last week, they're playing some Bandulu games. I don't know what it is. Bandulu. They said, yo, it is, bro, because these guys said that, okay, um, when I saw the posting, they were saying that there were specific rules like, oh, it's for this, this, this. But then they're saying that they haven't properly laid out what the funds are for. So, like, they're not allowing them to access the funds until they figure out what that is. I'm like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous kind of and the second kind of ridiculous you know but then you add in the fact that now you know justin trudeau you know whether you consider it to be good or bad timing you know has been exposed to covid19 and as a result of this exposure he's in quarantine for five days so now he's not going to be there when these guys are there on the 29th so it's just a whole heap of foolishness going on I feel like to, you know, make this not, I guess, seem as strong as it truly is. Hey, well, for Justin Trudeau, again, all the best to him and his family. Hopefully, you know, he's not lying and trying to dodge them because sooner or later you're going to have to have that awkward and uncomfortable conversation um, to solve this issue, right? We see the UK. The UK is able to adjust. Um, I think Canada needs to adjust too. Same thing with even with President Biden. He tried to uh, get that bill passed 
uh, for all companies to have that mandate, but it wasn't passed. So Canada, we need to do the same thing. And it's not just pivoted, right? Sometimes you need to dribble out, survey, see everything, <laughs> and then you go back and you attack, right? Some, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with resetting, right? There's nothing wrong with resetting. You know, I think I think it takes a lot of maturity to reset because you realize, you know what, we got to pull out and go to plan B, right? Rather than just stick with plan A and have the ship sink. The thing about it is that, like, I feel that their behavior reflects what the majority of people are feeling or thinking. And I feel like most of the things that they have adopted throughout this whole pandemic has solely been based on that you know you know at first when we started this people were adverse to you know the vaccines people didn't weren't really comfortable with masks and then once people thought that this is something that would end right away they were like you know what if this will get it over with quickly we'll stay home we'll wear masks we'll you know maintain distance we'll do all these things and then it seemed like things were getting better, and then boom, it got worse again. Then it was like, you got to take the vaccine. Everyone was like, you know what? I'll do my part. I'll take the vaccine, and everything will be good. Then it's like, all of a sudden, you know, there's always a small contingent of people that don't want to do things, take the vaccine. They don't feel comfortable. And then next thing you know, things start shutting down again. Now they're saying instead of two vaccines, there's three vaccines. And a lot of people are okay with that. But like, you know, the people that have been making the biggest noise are the ones that always lose throughout the pandemic. So it's the people that didn't adhere to their company's vaccine mandates, you know, and then they lost their jobs. You know, it's um, people that, you know, like are being shut out of like whatever it is, gyms, you know, all this stuff. They're just like everything now is starting to like turn because businesses are losing money they're like okay like we need to do something about this so now i feel like slowly the tide is changing you know the thought process of people is changing so maybe now because you know that's what's happening the government may adjust their stance if what these people are doing truly has as big of an impact as you and i both hope they do because I'm, I'm tired of this lockdown business Tire them shutting down the gyms, everything so frequently. It's annoying. Oh, uh, we got a hey, remember, we made our predictions. I think I'm wrong with my, I already know I'm wrong with my prediction. Uh, we got like maybe two, three more years of this. Um, you really think so? Like, are you that? Because I remember your bold prediction was that you think that by April this will be done. Why all of a sudden you're giving up faith? Just on the fact, okay, so with the UK taking those steps to remove the, all the mandates and restriction, I thought it would have been kind of a, a ripple effect, right? Where, you know, other countries, hey, if the UK can do it. Maybe it's not so bad. Maybe we should follow too. I guess everyone's just going to kind of look at the UK and see how it is in a few months. And then follow them afterwards, but I guess we're just gonna have to wait and watch them and see how it goes, right? We're still in that flu season, so numbers are still going to be high, but hopefully they can slowly start decreasing. 
Yeah, well, hopefully it does. Like, there was something I did see regarding the Freedom Rally that I found very interesting. So there was, like, a cop that was supporting uh, the Freedom like convoy, and apparently she was in uniform. She posted something on his, like, what, social media, and then the her bosses saw this, and they have an issue with that, yeah. Um, do you, like, do you feel like this is really a problem? Like, I know that, like, even though you may be employed, even though you may be vaccinated, like, you know, may, you may not be, who knows. Sometimes you don't necessarily entirely agree with what your company's mandates are, but they're saying, the police are saying that they have an issue with this because she was in uniform while she said it. Do you think this is a problem? Yes, this is a huge problem, Ron. Ron, you know what you sign up for at the end of the day. You know, like, regardless of what it is, yeah, what she was, she was trying to do the right thing, but sometimes it's not the right thing um, that you need to do. It's the correct thing you need to do. And the correct thing is follow the rules that you signed up for. So if she gets penalized by it, it, it sucks. I completely, I agree. And she shouldn't. But, a in times like this rules are rules right um and yeah don't have that whole mindset of oh rules need to be broken it's not like that but you know you could have sent that video in your regular street clothes right you didn't have to do it in your cop badge and in uniform that's just my thing well like one thing that i have seen happen in the past is that people's behavior outside of work whether they're not in uniform or are in uniform, has impacted them when it comes to their curtain, current employment. Um, I remember there was a, a guy not too long ago. It was actually a few years back on CP24. Um, he said that, um, you know, that effort in the, you know, effort in the bottom type. I don't want to say it, it's too graphic. But like, you know, when there was that trend going around, whenever people would just go and be like, "Effer in the whatever." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? In the in the in a, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, I remember when that thing was going on, and there was a guy that did that on CP24. Obviously, completely unprofessional. But apparently, he was like some sort of like, you know, he was employed at a pretty reputable company, and then he lost his job. You know, so sometimes our behavior, whether we're in uniform or not, does impact, you know, what we're doing. So True. ultimately, I, I feel that people are entitled to their opinions. Yeah, maybe if she was in her uniform, it doesn't really look good. But like, ultimately, like you can't have, you know, a different opinion, even though you're employed to a certain place. Like that doesn't make much sense to me. No, for sure not. But just just be smart. Think, think three steps ahead, right? And you'll be fine. Chess. I lied. Easy, just like chess, this. not techers. Facts, facts. Big moves. Um, but you know what else was a big move? What Netflix is doing over in in <laughs> the Egypt region. Um, so. They came with the, they're planning to release a movie and a lot of people are upset just due to the nature and the graphics of the movie. Um, it's not like it's a rated R, but with their culture, 
the Arabic culture, you know, you got to be a bit more modest or you can't be showing off your body like how they do it over here on the Western side. Um, and they're trying to get the movie uh, removed. Like some of the things that they're accusing uh, the movie of. Um, so, for instance, um, is promoting homosexuality. Some people are OK with this. Some people are not OK with it. Right. So, Ron, hey, if you came in Canada or in America and said, hey, I want this movie off Netflix because of this exact reason. Oh, man, you would be canceled like crazy. Canceled like crazy. Mm hmm. The it's it's interesting. I, I like when I read the article, they said that this is the first Arabic language film too on Netflix. So it's very intriguing that like the very first film has caused this much of an uproar. You know, there was many things too that they had suggested. Like there is the, you know, the um, they say that they talk about extramarital affairs, sexual encounters, drinking alcohols, all things that you know, they don't, they're not too fond of. And I feel like when you're dealing with a like a culture or type of people that are pretty conservative, you may want to not overload them with so many things that could be perceived as controversial. You know, it's okay in the West because we're far more liberal here, you know, but like over there, like you gotta, you know, make sure that like what you're doing you know, truly reflects what the population is feeling and maybe just slip in one of these things at a time, you know, each film, and then just see how people feel about it before you start overloading them with more than one thing. I see it like this, Ron. Remember, in, uh, I took psych class and there was a technique uh, to change and to condition a person's behavior. One of the techniques was called flooding. So an example of flooding would be you would put someone in a box and then you fill it up with rats. A person would, uh, and that person has a phobia of rats. So, you know, the rats are going to be crawling on them and scratching. But that person's finally going to realize, okay, the rats aren't here to kill me or they're not here to eat me alive. They're just regular animals, you know, that I can't communicate with. So they're going to use their instincts. That's how I see it in this situation, too. Like, I, I get what you're saying. But, like, you just got to be mindful. Like, not everyone is the same. You can't force everyone to be in a box. Yes, over by flooding them, you can get them to be accepting of it. But there's still going to be a strong contingent of people that will be against it. When I look at the Islamic faith, the Judas, or Judaism and Islam, those are two religions that I feel like are deeply ingrained in the people that you know, practice it. And when you're dealing with people that are practicing, you know, religions that have been around for thousands of years, or at least, a th maybe not a thousand, but like at least hundreds of years, you know, you're dealing with that type of faith. You know that, you know, a lot of the people that do practice this are really devout. They really believe a lot of the stuff that they're reading and they're very, they're very passionate about it. So, with that, you're going to have a lot of people that are very conservative. So you just got to be mindful, you know, when you are doing this stuff, that you're, you're reading the room, essentially, you know, like these people, they're not all that open to it and forcing it down their throat is not going to make them any like 
more open to it. They're still going to be closed off to it. So that's why I'm saying just put in one, you know, show them a story that maybe they can relate to something they may be able to understand a little bit better and just do it slowly but surely and then move into the next thing. No, you don't just throw everything at people, you know, and just see what sticks because they're not going to be okay with that. Well, ultimately, in this culture, they're not going to be okay with anything. But it's just crazy that uh, at the same time, actors from uh, Egypt, they say that it's not that bad. Like, yeah, there's a part where a girl takes off her uh, her underwear um, and you don't see no you don't see no front you don't see no back you don't see no legs or anything like that so i don't know i feel like i understand everyone has the right to feel how they want to feel but at the same time it's it's up to that individual as well to stay updated to adapt right that's one of the greatest skills to have adaptability so, and if you're not able to do that, you're just going to get lost in the sauce and be, you know, forgotten, essentially. Like, I, I personally think I need to watch this movie just to get a good sense of, like, what it is that these people are actually talking about. Like, one thing I, I will say for sure is that you know, the actors, I'm pretty sure, you know, they have acted in very many movies. You know, they've encountered very many actors and they've probably been to many different places in the world where they've experienced a lot of things that are a little bit more, you know, relaxed. You know, again, this is like a culture that, you know, is pretty conservative. You know for sure that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be against some of this stuff. Maybe they're open to it to some degree in private, you know, maybe they aren't, you know, but you just got to be mindful, you know, that not everyone's going to be accepting of a lot of these things. So just, you know, be a little bit more, I guess, not as aggressive. Don't overload. That's just, that's how I look at it, man. I feel like when you overload, like people feel like they're being forced to accept something that they don't necessarily want to accept or they don't necessarily think they need to accept to. That's why I think if you do it subtly, you do it in small doses, it's a lot less, you know, aggressive. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I just, yeah. at the end of the day, man, you know what you're getting yourself into. You know how that side of the world reacts to those type of content. So just be smart. Don't open up Pandora's box, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know how much I love Pandora's box, man. Keep that shit closed. Unless if you want to, you know, have problems to deal with. My God. Yeah. And a great way to segue. Um, a big problem we are having is our shortage. Uh, we are having several shortages here. Uh, here in, especially in Ontario. Uh, there are two major types. One we have is food. Um, a lot of people are saying it could be just because a lot of people are being laid off. You know, a lot of truck drivers are saying it's because, you know, they're not able to do their runs because of the mandates. 
me personally, I think it's a combination of everything. Uh, what about you, Ron? Like, honestly, man, like, when it comes to the shortages that are going on, I just feel that, like, first off, with the food thing, like, the cost of food just keeps going up. So something is happening. That's just something that really, really is getting very frustrating. Like, just noticing all the different prices, like actually grocery shopping, I could actually see the changes coming, and it's pretty aggressive. When it comes to, like, the nursing shortage, for example, um, that's something that is a little bit close to my heart because a lot, of, like, my sisters, my mom, they all work in this field. So I know how... um you know, annoying it is listening to all their stories, listening to, you know, the experiences that they've had in the hospitals, nursing homes, etc. It's just ridiculous. So I just feel like one with the food shortage, maybe, you know, if let's say the truckers convoy, like what they're saying is true. And the fact that there's not that many truckers in the world is impacting or no, in North America, they're able to transport stuff now because of the cross-border rules i feel like maybe they should address that you know allow them to do it so that we don't feel like the brunt of this at the grocery store and with the nurses man like maybe the same thing remove the mandate so that there's more nurses working in hospitals and nursing homes that helps to alleviate some of the pressure that the ones that are currently employed are experiencing agreed Especially with your last point, uh, with the nurse, uh, I think any good business person, you need to look at it risk versus reward. Um, the risk is having nurses that are not vaccinated work. And then the reward is having more nurses during a pandemic. Right. So you have to look at risk first reward right what if these nurses do get sick well one you know they are making the sacrifice they are taking the sacrifice um right and then two on the other flip side of them being able to um with them being able to just kind of uh the well the reward is having them there right now your numbers you're able to help people that are sick not only due to covid related stuff but other matters because i hear this whole turning people away at the hospital like ron we live in a first world country we live in canada and we're turning people away no 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 that's unacceptable that is um like to be honest like I, i know about the long waiting times the long waiting periods i didn't actually know or hear of like people being turned away. If that is something that is happening, that is definitely unacceptable, you know? Especially knowing that it's part of like, you know, technically we have free health care, so to speak. You know, it's just, this whole thing is crazy with all this, the, even with the surgeries, you know, the, the delays. I saw an yeah. article where somebody, I know that this specific article is based in the U.S., but this person was turned away for, or, He's not able to get a heart transplant because he didn't get the vaccine for personal reasons. And now they're saying that, well, 
when we're giving a heart transplant, because there's so long of a waiting list, we want to ensure that the person we do give this heart to has a high chance of surviving. Wow. And it's just like, wow. Yeah, that, and I'm just like, man, that is very cutthroat. And if he's next in line, he's next in line. And realistically, when I read the article, based on what he was saying, he's, he was talking about having a blood clotting issue. And he didn't feel comfortable doing the vaccine. So it's like, now it's just completely like, these guys are completely against any, you know, opposition to this stuff. And it's very, to me, ridiculous. Well, I just want to look at that one situation. Do you think doc? I think doctors should be able to make the choice. Even regardless of if the person's in line, let's say like their, their health is terrible regardless is not going to make an impact on their on increasing their lifespan i think doctors can somewhat make the call whether or not the person should receive it or not i always say you don't want to start going through the path where people are picking and choosing who they feel should get certain things and who shouldn't get certain things that is always like my philosophy it's like it, it was we talked about it earlier pandora's box when you open it up you you don't know what you're getting yourself into you know like this is ridiculous like can you imagine like somebody in your family is dying and it's like well this thing can save them let's say you know because he hasn't taken the vaccine let's just say for example he can only live for like a year or two longer you know, and then you're going to be like, well, because you're not taking the vaccine, I'm not giving it to you because you're not going to live as long as somebody that did take the vaccine. Like, come on. Like, can you imagine having to listen to that conversation? How would you take that if that was your family member? Would you even be open to hearing about that? Who's your family member? Hell no. You know, so it's like, don't like we should start these conversations. Bro, like, think about it, man. Like that, and that's what I said before, like a while ago. Like, people love are selfish, you know. Like, when it impacts you, you care. When it impacts somebody that you don't know, you don't necessarily care. You know, they're always that person that's like far away. You don't really see them. So then you're like, whatever happens to them, happens to them. As long as whatever I want happens to me, I'm good. And that's why I'm saying, like, no. Like with this whole nurses mandate too, like. You know, I, I'm lucky to be able to work from home, you know, so at this point in time, like the vaccine is not a big thing, especially being someone that was really late to the game, you know, like with it, like knowing that, like, you know, I was able to work from home is all right. I'm comfortable with that because I, I don't really do much else currently, but like for somebody like a nurse who you know, during the early stages of the pandemic, you know, they were working, they didn't have a vaccine, you know, we didn't fully understand this. So these girls were, uh, these nurses were taking the risk that they, you know, morally have agreed to take. But, you know, like, if you think about it, because we didn't know about COVID, it is something that is admirable in all of them to survive that and then, you know, when some of them say they don't want to take the vaccine, you're just like, yeah, well, you, you can't work here anymore. You know, even something like the TTC, you know, like these guys had to like, you know, lessen the amount of buses on the road, like, you know, increase the times before, um, you know, 
travel times on the subway. It's just like, and they're just okay with like changing people's lives, you know, but people don't really have a say on whether or not they're okay with this. This whole thing is a mess in my opinion. It's a huge slap in the face to all those people who, the frontline workers, the public servants, the um, first responders, um, for all those people that had to really, really bust their tails during the height of the pandemic when we didn't know what was going on. Yeah, numbers are higher now, but what we faced that first year of 2020 and we didn't know what was going on, you know, they were there to help. They were there to assist, keep this planet moving and going. And then now when everything's kind of calmed down, bring this rule in place, it's a huge slap in the face. They deserve, honestly, when I see, like, I remember um, at the beginning, like, if you had to use the bank, and then they would always allow seniors or uh, anyone that's uh, a healthcare worker, you're allowed to bud the line. They need to give them more benefits other than just budding a line. Um, especially for those individuals that helped uh, during this pandemic. Yeah, it's true, man. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it just, sometimes when you see what, what's been going on, you just scratch your head. Like, what is really going on here, man? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So you can work in one field and be unvaccinated, like service industry, I guess you can. So whether it's restaurants, grocery stores, stuff like that, like you can work in that field. Like I heard like people at Good Life, you know, they could work there and not be vaccinated. But then like a member has to be vaccinated or like a nurse has to be vaccinated, like if you like why can't they just move a little bit like you know the sports franchises you know where people you know are you know getting tested if a little bit more frequently in those fields if it makes you feel a little bit more at ease i'm pretty sure people would be a little bit more open to that if they're not comfortable with the vaccine but you know it just seems like all conversation is done like they don't want to talk about it it's just like you got to do this or you can't do anything and that's just not right, man. It's not right at all. Nope, not at all. Um, so uh, back to tennis. Um, so the Australian Open is going on. Um, pretty big tournament uh, for the tennis season. So uh, there has been some up. One day you don't even watch. I do watch tennis, Ron. <laughs> Ron, I'm... I'm We'll play tennis one day, and I'll show you my 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 uh my ace. Even if you know what that means. <laughs> oh yes, yes. I oh what what is that? It mean? means when you uh when you serve the ball one time, it's when you're serving and you hit the ball and you get the point without them even being able to like hit it or anything like that. An ace. Mm. I know I'm not explaining it, but mm. like you understand the concept, like. I'm serving it, and you weren't you weren't able to volley it or rally it. Mike, back. I know what an ace is. I'm just I'm just I'm joking. I know just making sure is. you know. I want to be able to help you out in case you have any questions. <laughs> you just want to make sure I'm informed. Exactly. I get it. I appreciate that's it. the knowledge part, right? So, uh, so yeah, what's the nonsense part? 
uh, this. So, <laughs> like, so you know how there's the there's the missing um there's a missing tennis player, right? So they want to in support. Peng Shui. Peng Shui, yes. Uh, in support, a lot of fans want to wear banners, want to bring out banners, want to wear T-shirts, and part of the policy is like they don't want to make they don't want people to feel uncomfortable and they don't want to send any political message. But like you got one of your athletes missing, make some accommodations. So I understand they made some accommodations with the t-shirts, but not with the banner. But I just honestly think when it's something like this, just allow it, just honestly allow it. So they're able to create more awareness. Cause last time I checked, She's still missing. So the, the, the thing about this is that they're adamant she's not missing China. She has had calls, you know, video calls or whatever with whoever to show that she's okay. You know, so on their end, everything is good. I guess, like, we don't necessarily all believe them. You know, because normally if somebody is, you know, good, if she's a tennis star, I don't know, I don't think she was retired at the time she, you know, went away. But if she's not retired, that means she would be participating in this tournament. So the fact that she's not says something. So that's like, I guess, up to whoever you believe to believe, you know. The thing about it is that the tennis, like WTA, ATP, those guys go all over the world. They go to places like China. You know, money does come into play in these situations. And a lot of these sporting um, tournaments, organizations, they have like these heavy restrictions on political statements. So you can't really wear any shirts. You can't do anything. No salutes. You can't like, I've even seen like if you ad- advertise something that isn't, allowed to be advertised you can get fined so these guys are really uptight when it comes to any messaging that they're not prepared for and then like i said if you add that with the fact that they do have tournaments in china you know and they also have you know like chinese athletes that participate they don't really want those problems you know that's what it seems like because money always comes into play with these things for me, I just think that they should just, if they're, if this is the rule, just stick with the rule. And these people, you know, if they want to, you know, hide it, bring it in and then put it out during the match, do your thing. You'll get thrown out, but it still gets your message across. But Ron, this isn't like um, those previous situations that we spoke on, you know, wearing certain clothing and revealing certain parts of your body in the middle east right we're not talking about in in well let's be exact in egypt right we're not really that's a completely different example because that affects the whole community right we're talking about a person an athlete that has made a huge impact on the game is now missing after some pretty crazy accusations right like at least give her the opportunity to you know, maybe was she pressured to do this? Maybe she lied. 
or maybe she was even telling the truth. So we all want to just get down to the truth. And it, the the best way to achieve the truth is by getting uh, answers on both sides. And we can't do that if one side but, is missing. Uh, the thing about it is it just seems that, like, no matter what they do on their side, nobody's really going to believe them until they can physically see her in person. So this is just going to keep going on and on because we already know this. We've documented it many times. We've seen it many times. China's going to do what China wants to do. Can't tell them to do anything but what they want to do. So these people are just, you know, screaming into the wind, it seems like. There's nothing is going to change, man. What I think, honestly, the best way to penalize them for, for their actions is ban all sporting events that are held in China. So, yo, I think that they canceled um, the champ because they have, like, their yeah, the finals tournament. in China. Yeah. So they canceled that. But I'm last talking year, all sporting events. All should be canceled. Mike, we we just talked about Pandora's box. You don't want to be opening up Pandora's box, man. No, but Ron, like if you're an organization and you just say, "Hey, you know, right now the thing is that you those organizations that would close after uh, or just stop stop running events in China." Remember, they could easily just say, hey, man, you guys are under a lot of heat. I don't want to face any backlash, so I'm just going to step away for you guys, from you guys. And until you can fix this all back, then I'll come back. But until then, I'm just going to take my my leave. You can't you're telling me you don't see people doing that. Mike, they don't want those problems, man. Like they, they, okay. I'll just lay it out. There's like over a billion people there in China. They definitely have a lot of money. Okay. okay. On top of that, you know that you know they're a market that people are trying to tap into. So, you know, like NBA, you know that for sure. Soccer, you know, uh, the Olympics. Like this is what they had one in 2008. Now they're having one this year. You know, like. They're 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 heavyweight man. They're coming up there. Like you don't want to alienate heavyweight that you don't have to, because they do do a lot of stuff in the world. So yeah. if you start saying, "Hey, we're not gonna allow any sporting events," then they'll just be like, "Okay, then we're not gonna give you any money," you know. But like ultimately, like they it's they need each other. They want the money that they bring to the table. But then they want the events that, you know, that are glamorous, you know, to get people there in the country. So you, it's a give and take, man. To some degree, you know, like, I know that it's not something that makes most people feel comfortable, but you may need to take their word for this because she keeps showing up whenever they say it, but no one actually physically sees her. So, like, what what's the problem, you know, like? We live in a world right now where COVID is a thing. Maybe people don't feel comfortable leaving. So are Agreed. we not going to take that into account in this situation? I guess they're not. We'll see what happens, man. Like, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, this will be a story that is for sure, for sure followed up. on. <laughs> Yo, you've been, you and I have been following up on this one, man. 
we like yeah, we, okay. we we've never actually seen this lady in person. It's like I feel like we need to physically touch her for us to be comfortable. Just imagine we could. Just imagine <laughs> like we actually like met her. That'd be no that be you see. Answer. So if we actually met her, I'd wear a suit. You think? If we when we interview her, <laughs> what kind of suit? I'll, an Adidas jumpsuit or like a, a three-piece suit, you know? Fitted. I'm thinking three-piece with the white. You know how I have that white suit? Oh, the white suit, eh? <laughs> Yo, honestly, what gets, what makes you order a white suit? Uh, a New curious. York wedding. Were you a groomsman? No, it was part of the theme. Everybody wear white and black. So you, wait, everyone wear white and black. You can literally wear a normal suit that's black and white, but you got a white jacket? Yeah. This dude's, this dude's definitely balling, man. No, no, no. I actually got it for the Lolo. No word of a lie. No, no, no. I'm not even going to say their name. They're not a sponsor. I'll tell you their name off the air. <laughs> when they sponsor us, then I'll say their name out loud. Everything's but, off the air. Yeah, but no, no, legit, legit. They're they're amazing price. You know what? Should I just say it now? Well, I. You know what? Four men united. That's where I got it. You know. It was. They have. They have. Mm. I know the guy. So. Yeah, pretty nice. Pretty nice guy. If you guys ever go there, just say you know Michael. Just say, uh, Francisco. And they'll be like, oh. And then, yeah, you get your discount. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a funny guy, man. But the white suit, like, where the hell can you wear another white suit, man? Like, it's like literally a one time fitting. No word of a lie. I only wore it once. Bro, you're only ever going to wear it once, man. First of all, you'd be too concerned about getting it dirty. That's for sure. And then two, like, who wears a white blazer, man? Like, it's it's very, like, specific. Don't worry. I, I'm going to wear it again. I'm going to have to even get it fixed because it's big on me now. Ooh, man. You know, that's unfortunate. But I'm going to get it nice and fitted. Jeez, I'm going to look like James Bond, just dark skin. Jeez. <laughs> With a shiny head. Hey, it could be a weapon. It definitely would be a weapon. You see, now you see, 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 that's what I mean. Like, you always have to go. Like, I just made a little joke, and then you just have to go an extra mile. You don't have feelings, right? Wait, yeah. Hey, I know you have feelings, man, but, like, I feel like you're tough enough, man. I feel like oh, you're tough okay. enough. And it's all love. It's all love, man. It's all love. All right. What about Antonio Brown, man? Yo, Ron. I didn't watch that show. Neither did I, but he's in a serious, serious uh, place. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. Like, some of these accusations, like the uh, the Bucks tr- were saying, hey, we'll pay you uh, this lump sum amount. You just need to prove this and say this and go with this story for mental health. That's crazy. Like, we hear those dark, shady stories about the NFL and some of the deals and tactics they use, but 
This is this is something. Super something. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I, I don't know what's going on, man. I, I honestly don't know what is going on. Like it just like every day I hear something else. Like I'm seeing him everywhere. Like I know that the NFL definitely is can be pretty shady. Appears to be pretty shady. So this is not completely out of the realm of possibility. You add in the fact that he is somebody that you know has like you know a checkered past. You know, like with the NFL, like he's had so many issues that have been documented that like he 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 doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. So if there's anybody that you were to do any of this foolishness to, it could quite possibly it would quite possibly be him because then you could always just, you know, deny you can always just make him look like the crazy guy. Yep. But like even with all that being said, some of the stuff he's saying is crazy. <laughs> like it's it's like making me like raise my eyebrows. Like if this is the extent that they go to to make this guy look bad, then shame on them, you know. Shame on all of them. Um, and we'll see. I wonder how long. I wonder who's going to conduct this investigation. Who's going to lead this case? Um, it's going to be the NFL in doing this investigation. You know how it is, man. See, that's, they that's only scary. hire third parties. They only hire third parties when it's real deal serious stuff. That's when they do it. But short of that, man, they're definitely going to get like a subcommittee within the NFL to investigate this. Like, okay. So just because the Bucks are in this situation, as we know, in life, even if you are innocent, you still got to prove you still got to pay some type of. um some type of uh, forgiveness fee just for the hassle you caused. So in this situation, I wonder what would the Bucks lose, like maybe a draft pick or something like that? No, I feel like it, like if this, if any of this stuff is serious, it could quite possibly be a draft pick because that's usually, I know that for like organizational issues, it's either fines or draft picks. So who knows? Maybe it could be a draft pick because a draft pick would hurt a lot more. But you know that um, the boy Tom Brady is still there right now. So I don't know if they're going to take away their first round pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they won't take away their first. They'll probably take like maybe a third. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see whatever happens. But I don't know, man. That I, I this this conversation about AB is just gonna keep going on and on and on. I'm starting to see him show up a lot more everywhere now. So, I guess it's all part of the plan, yo. Million dollar question: Does he play in the NFL ever again? I don't know, man. If he alienates himself, maybe not. But he's been on four teams in what a year or two. Two years, like so, anything's possible. Huh. NFL teams, all they care about is winning. At the end of the day, so I, I don't not see him making another team again. He still is relatively young, so there's still time. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he made a comment about Lamar Jackson playing with Lamar. That would be a very, very 
good tag team. Well, he definitely could use another receiver. And I believe that um, Antonio Brown, his cousin, plays with uh, Lamar in Baltimore. So it could work out, you know. But I don't know. Like, it seems like at this point in time, a lot of teams are... I feel like he has a shelf life on teams, you know, because after a while, like these teams, they, they're all about getting people to fall in line, you know, they don't like the people that are too, too out there. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he gets there because, you know, his cousin can vouch for him. Lamar wants him. So there, that could be another opportunity, man. Very true. Very true. Hey, family will do the best for you at the end of the day. Well, they're supposed to do the best for you at the end of the day. Yeah, supposed to. No guarantees like that in life. But um, I just wanted to ask, like, I saw the All-Star starters. Did you have any issues with anybody that got selected? Hell yeah, Andrew Wiggins. Who would you have taken over him? Uh, Anyone. Anyone, Ron. Anyone. Like, What's your beef, man? Like, shout out, Canadian. You know, but like, I won't lie, Wiggins, regardless of his numbers, he's having a much better season this year. But come on, for the guys that got snubbed, like, if you got to go with a forward, um, there's so many good forwards out there. There's, um, there's Towns, right? There's, um, remember, fan vote, man. Fan vote comes into play too. Yeah, but okay, hold on. I want to see something. So, uh, forwards. We're looking at the West. There's Devin Booker. I don't know if he qualifies as a forward or not. Um, you have does Jonas qualify as a forward or a center? Yeah, he's a big forward center. Right. There's him. There's um. Ooh, there's you know what I'm looking at the 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 West. There's not that many good ones. If if there's anything to be said, if Kawhi was healthy or if Paul George was healthy, they would have been the starters over him. It's that simple. I feel like if you have enough fans, he is this year. He has played really well. He is Canadian too, so he gets those fan votes. And he's on Golden State, a team that most people love. Uh, Draymond was injured. Clay was injured. So they didn't get as many of the votes as he possibly could have gotten. So he was just the next man up. You know, Carl Anthony Towns eventually, like, hopefully he starts making it to the playoffs. And then people actually start to, you know, stand with him a little bit more. And even Anthony Davis, I forgot about him. If he was healthy, he quite possibly would have been a starter too. Zion. So, oh, well, Zion too. That's another one. But that man, I almost forgot he was even in the NBA, man. Like, I haven't seen this guy play. Like, he hasn't even played a full 82 games. But if he was healthy, he definitely would have been a starter. What about uh, Devin Booker? Because Devin Booker does get that small forward tag at times. I I feel like in this voting, he was considered a guard, though. So he wasn't going to make it over. Like, I think he could have made it over John Morant, but the way that John Morant is looking nah. and how splashy he is, there's no way that Devin... 
There's no way that Devin could have taken it over him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's all about job. But no, I'm looking at this team. Phoenix, nobody. Golden State, again, Angie Wiggins. Memphis, no one. Utah, no one. Dallas, only Porzingis. Denver, only Jokic. Minnesota, maybe Carl Anthony Towns, maybe Anthony Edwards. The Clippers, no one. Lakers, no one. Portland, it's just Lillard, CJ, Nurkic. So what do you no mean? One. Why do you keep saying no one? You like no one, no one, no one like that would LeBron. take the spot over Wiggins. Oh, got it, got it, yeah. got it, got it, got it. Um, New Orleans. It would have been Paul George. No, no, no. But we. It would have been Paul George. It would have. But let's go off of what we have right now. Like I'm trying to see. Like, could they plug in anyone else? New Orleans. No. It could have been Gobert. Gobert or Towns should have been. I in. think injuries. If you're gonna challenge. Exactly. So then, you know, Wiggins is good. He's a good alternate. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, no, I agree. I'm looking at it. Maybe Ingram. Mm, I don't know. Jonas, you know, you know how much I like him. So yeah, there's he, Jonas he, too. I probably would have put him in. All right. But whatever. Just man. make sure you vote for um, him. Do your part. I, you know, I don't vote anymore for this stuff. So. <laughs> Word. The last thing I just wanted to touch on on my side and see if you want to talk about anything is the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to David Ortiz for making it. Yes. But I also wanted to show some hate to them for not putting my boy. So this is my true favorite athlete, Mike. Barry Bonds. Barry Lamar Bonds. One of the Okay, in, in this era, like the last, what, 40 years, he's the best hitter. I know it's alleged that he may have taken steroids. Yeah. But he played in an era where a lot of people were taking steroids. There are other people that were alleged to have taken steroids who are in the Hall of Fame. So, with that being said, shame on you for not putting Roger Clemens and Barry bonds in the hall of fame but congratulations to big papi david ortiz for real for real i i never knew the voting system for the hall of fame was so is so unique you need like i think 70 percent is it 70 or 75 percent of the votes i can't like honestly I'm, I'm starting to get old i always say this because i keep forgetting these small things i think it's 70 percent. yes 70 percent of the votes yeah see that's crazy like to get into the hall of fame it's i hate when they always include or factor in um the person's off-court issues or off-court stuff that pisses me off man. it makes no sense like I am not judging someone because if we're going to judge them off the court, off the field, off the pitch, nobody would be in the Hall of Fame. They would have to start picking guys like me to put in the Hall of Fame. So that's the thing that, you know, that's why, you know, the morality police thing is a thing with me, man. It just is like they start picking things like I know that. The writers, the baseball writers, so the journalists, like all those type of people, they definitely have more of a relationship with these athletes than you or I do. You know, we're just kind of observing them from afar. 
but like so we don't know how like how dickish they were we don't know if they were you know truly good people but like with that being said you know based on their playing you should look at that you know because there are people in the hall of fame that have done you know stuff or have been alleged to have done stuff that's pretty bad you know, so if that's the case, like if it's always about morality or getting the best person, like to be honest with you, Mike, when I look at greatness, I don't think of like being a good person. I just look at who was great at something that they did. If you're great and a good person, that's a bonus, you know, but I don't think being a great person and a good person, like a nice person should be mutually exclusive. You know, you can be a good athlete and not be a nice person. You know, that, that, like, and being a nice person, okay, fine. You know, like, if I'm voting and I really don't like you and you really don't like me, maybe I won't vote for you. But, like, that right there is very, very flawed. Because if the person has the most home runs in MLB history, whether it's steroids or whatever, he was... He was basically trending, Barry Bonds, trending towards being a Hall of Famer. Roger Clemens, same thing. You know, them taking steroids only made them, like, become superhumans, if they did. But with that being said, Big Poppy was involved in a PED scandal, too. So it just goes to the whole picking and choosing. But Big Poppy, it seems like people liked him. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds were, you know, assholes. Hmm. That's BS, man. Like, the same thing happened to Terrell Owens. Like, Terrell Owens, it took him three years to get into the Hall of Fame. He was a good player. He never really caused any off-field problems. If anything, he had problems with his teammates in the locker room. But, like, you know what I mean? And he only had problems with a few people in the locker room. That's the thing that's kind of, like, messed up. And it took him three years to get into the Hall of Fame. Somebody like Randy Moss, apparently um, people said that he quit on his team during a game. You know, if anything, people find that to be more offensive as a teammate, you know? Knowing someone quit during a game, you know, on you, that would hurt you even more, man. But, like, he got in first ballot. So it just comes down to, like, how these people feel about him. And it's not right, man. If they're great, get them in there as soon as possible and just leave it at that. 100 percent just make it more simple if you're great you're great let's not make this conversation too difficult yeah man. um for me uh i just want to close out uh so it is a two-year anniversary of kobe mm. right um man what a what a living legend that guy was you know always got to be mamba mentality Ron, Ron, I don't know if you see it, right? Because, you know, on our phones, our fantasy app can be really, really small. But I still have that picture of Kobe. And he's wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. Man, Kobe's my guy. I have this shirt um, with Kobe. And it's kind of like it's him. And then it kind of like outlines like his stats and whatnot. It still has a tag and everything. I haven't wore it. I'm going to frame it up and just kind of leave it. No, that guy is. This guy loves this man. This guy, yo, Ron, he's a goat, man. He's a goat. Now, one thing I do want to touch on quickly is uh, Stephen A. So ESPN uh, did kind of a memorial uh, tribute video for Kobe Bryant, 
and the person who did the voiceover was Stephen A. So I don't know if it's ESPN. I don't know if it was First Take, even though First Take is under the umbrella of ESPN. But one thing that I didn't like about the tribute, so we're talking about Kobe, one of the greatest players of all time, one of the greatest athletes of all time. And in his little um, monologue, he was taking shots at, he took shots at Kyrie. He took shots at Ben Simmons, right? And he also took shots at, oh my goodness, there was another player that he took shots on. Um, but pretty much he was just trying to say, hey, you know, Kobe Bryant never took days off, right? He never, oh, he even took shots at like Kawhi for load management, right? And he was pretty much saying Kobe never, he wasn't selfish took shots at um Kyrie. He never quit on his team, took shots at Ben Simmons. Never did load management, took shots at Kawhi. So I don't know why you're going to use that very moment, especially with his platform and his audience. Why did he need that very moment to take shots at those players for something so beautiful and something so sensitive? Like he kind of destroyed it and you know, like he took away that special value that that was supposed to provide all of us. I, I've said this on numerous occasions. I do not listen to sports media. And it's just because of things like this, man. I don't understand. The guy died, you know, RIP. His daughter died with him, RIP. It's just like, just show the appropriate respect. And you don't have to be so shady towards other people. Like, you may not agree with some of the things that these players are doing, but we just got to be completely realistic. A lot of things that we used to do back in the day are not necessarily the healthiest things. They're not necessarily the things that our bodies meant to be doing at the frequency that we did it at. You know, and players like Kawhi have understood that. Coaches like Greg Popovich. You know, players like LeBron, everyone load manages. You know, just let them do their thing. There's no need to throw shade. You know, you know the Kyrie's, you know the Ben Simmons. They have their own life problems. They have their own issues. If they don't want to play, and a team's still willing to pay them, whatever, man. What is the big deal? Like I don't understand why everyone always uses every single situation to, you know get across their own message or whatever. I know it's his, he's been given the platform, so he basically can do with it as he wishes, but it's just very irresponsible the way that a lot of people use it, and it, it kind of bothers me, and that's one of the reasons why I don't listen to sports media, man. It's just, it's just for foolishness like this, man, and Stephen A needs to chill the hell out, man. He's going to get himself in serious trouble, He's going to get kicked out of, uh, what is it, ESPN, if he doesn't watch himself. And after that happens, no athletes are going to be messing around with him. So he just needs to watch himself, man. It's getting too outrageous the way he's going at these guys. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he won't get fired from ESPN, but I do think that he is. He's been fired before. You know that, right? I, I heard about that. Is that like legit legit? Yeah. He got fired before, like when I was younger, like um, around the Kwame, you know, the Kwame Brown when he was dissing him. Yeah. 
Yeah, so around that time, he got, like, fired. So then when he got fired, or wait, I think it was either that time or a bit earlier, he got fired, was gone, and then he came back. So I know for sure when I was in college was a, or university was the time he came back. And then that's when first take, he was on first take and all of that. So he left because of whatever, like the way he was behaving before. But I feel like now he's like more of a company man. He doesn't say things that are too crazy for them, for their standard. Maybe towards the athletes it is, but not to the ESPN. But he needs to relax, man. It's getting a bit crazy. Yeah, but eh, you know he'll learn. He'll learn. He's he's slowly but surely he burning them bridges. So he'll learn. Yeah, he will indeed, man. But yeah, is there anything else that you want to touch on? Uh no. Just try your best, Ron. Keep focus, and you'll do very well in fantasy. I'm not. You know me. I'm never gonna give up. But it's very frustrating to see how this year has gone. But we'll see, man. It's all right, man. You and I in the finals. If that happens, man, honestly, maybe if I, if I win, I'll, I'll give you, you know, a little bit more money. <laughs> Actually, I lied. I won't do that shit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening to episode 42 of the Knowledge and Nonsense podcast. You guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify and Anchor. Thanks for listening. RIP Kobe, one love. One love.